Welcome to The Executive Appeal, a show that convenes the world's most powerful and successful leaders to share mentoring and career advancement advice to help you successfully transition into senior level executive positions. I'm your host, Alex Trumbull, award-winning speaker, author, and leadership expert with over a decade of experience coaching and advising some of our nation's most senior level government leaders. So if you're ready to reach your goals, let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Alex Trimble from the Executive Pill. And <laughs> today, today's a good day. So today I have a great, great friend with me, Miss Katie Weffer. And, and, and she is a celebrity stylist and, and style expert who has styled for some of Hollywood's most prestigious and completely honestly, awesome events, such as, the, you know, the Academy Awards, the Golden Globes, Conan O'Brien Show, the Today Show, Comic-Con, yes, BET Awards, and so, so many more. Her celebrity clients have been featured in the best-dressed lists in global publications such as InStyle Magazine, Glamour, Daily Mail, and Seventeen Magazine, amongst others. I had the great honor to work with her on a project recently, and I immediately knew I needed to have her on this show to share her thoughts and ideas. So with no further ado, how are you doing, Katie? Hi, Alex. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh, look, thank you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was very excited when you asked. Look, I'm... I'm I'm going to jump right into this, but everyone, if you're if you're listening to the podcast, thank you. Um, I'm doing pray hands right now. Blessed hashtag. Um, but if you're also watching on the YouTube version, I love your attire. I love your attire. I love your look, your style. And today we're going to be talking a lot about this. And just to prep our audience, why am I bringing a stylist on here? Um, Actually, you know, that's what we're going to do. I'm going to start off with saying this is a leadership podcast. This is a career advancement podcast. Why am I bringing a stylist on here? You want me to answer that? Please. (laughs) Um, Thank you for actually starting with that question, because so many people just don't see that this is such a valuable tool to advance their career for them. And they everybody, everybody puts this at the bottom of their list. They're like. It shouldn't be based on how I look. It should be based off of my skill set or or who I am or how long I've been working here. And the truth of the matter is we do get judged when we first walk into a room. And one of the most powerful ways to convey who you are and what you bring to the table is by representing your brand in what you wear. And it just totally, I always say it sends out a silent language into the workplace. And your company, your colleagues, your clients, your coworkers, they pick up on that when you walk in and you've taken care of yourself, when you've really put yourself together at home. And And they may say something about it. They may not, but they recognize it. And it's because it is a silent language. And it's not so much at a superficial level as maybe some like to think, but it's something that I just took care of me and I'm here to take care of you and I'm here to get the job done. And people tremendously appreciate that when they see someone who's really gone out of their way to bring their best self to the workplace. You know, you know, Katie, I, I, I will admit to everyone, um, I was, I, I had to be, I was not early adopter of this, this is mindset, right? And I, and so everyone 
recently, um, my 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 PR strategist was like, "Hey, Alex, we got to get you some new some new images and and to help you again continue to grow your business." I work with a lot of executive leaders, and so we we're going to do this um, this photo shoot. And she was like, "You need to talk to Katie." I, I'm like, "But what should I wear?" No, don't know, Alex. Just talk to Katie. And I'm like, I don't want to do this. Like, this is this is not. This is not important. Like, uh, why why can't I just wear you know a nice blazer and call it a day? But Katie, I mean, honestly, when I started speaking to you, I assumed this was that almost superficial thing. I don't. Like, I'm not the guy who's like like super up on quote unquote trends and whatnot. But just the the process of what you asked me, like you know, what was I interested in? What are my goals? Who who do I want to look like? Who do I look? You know. I, can you explain what made you think through that process versus just looking on in vogue and saying, Hey, look, you know, wear a Gucci belt and, and call it a day. Alex, I've always believed I've never understood the rules or looking at it from a superficial level. I've always believed since the first day I became a stylist, actually, let me back up. I didn't understand any of that world. It intimidated me. I now do know it because I've worked in it, but I could only wrap my head around one thing that you are a person and you have a personality. So let's develop that. And because of that, I've just created my whole method behind your personal brand, your personal style has to reflect your identity and your identity, who you are, what you like, what you're about, what your story is can all be infused into what you wear. And that has just been something that I've found so many people appreciate because it takes the dauntiness or the superficialness, as we're saying, away from it. And it allows us to really get collaborative. It allows us it allows you to really start to do some soul searching, if you will, to understand how to really dive into this instead of just it being like you need to wear this just because this looks expensive and this is just going to, you know, I that's that's. That, that isn't going to get you career advancement. What gets you career advancement is bringing the best you to the table each and every day and, and, and bringing the best version of you through what you wear is an ultimate tool that not only, like I said, does all the communication in the workplace, but it also does it to yourself, for yourself. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, you you got me. I, I like that communication work. I, I, I'm I'm the guy who says communication is generally the, the problem, communication or lack thereof communication. Mm. Um, so we communicate. Everyone listening to this, you probably know this. We we communicate via our words. Absolutely, um, we communicate via our nonverbals, right? Our, our facial expressions and how we navigate, and move in the world, and behave. Yes, absolutely. Um, as you were talking. You made me, you reminded me that we are also communicating with our attire, right? Um, I, I still remember early on in my in my career that I was talking to someone and they were like, well, Alex, you need to look the part. You work around executives. You need to look the part. And I was like, well, why? Um, but what they, what they pointed out, and I, and I now do consistently, is that the reality is, is that um, we all have a choice. We all have a decision to make on how we dress, how we speak, so on and so forth. And if you do decide to, quote unquote, not dress the park, you have to realize that you are making a conscious decision to add one more hurdle 
to make making it easier for people to hear you when you do speak. Is that what are your reactions to that? Federal open season is over, but you can apply for WEPA life insurance year round. WEPA has been insuring the future of federal employees for more than 75 years. WEPA can be used as a supplement or replacement for Fagley and can cost less. Last year, members who switched saved $375 on average. Apply for WEPA Group Term Life Insurance and see how much you could save by visiting WAEPA.org today. Um, amen. You couldn't have said it better, better than myself. It's you're just you're not setting yourself up to win, you know, to if you if if you're like it shouldn't it shouldn't be about that. Um, but we do communicate non-verbally. We communicate through our body language. We communicate through our tonality of like our voice. And what affects both of those things is the clothes you put on your body. And so if you are wearing casual clothing that doesn't um, and you're not feeling confident about it, it affects how you speak. It affects how confident you might be able to speak or not speak. It's also going to make you just be a little bit more like, you know, versus I guess maybe the people who are listening podcasts couldn't see what I just did, but you know, you might be more, um, not as postured or polished mm. in how you sit in a meeting um, and might be more poised. And mm. that may be what you need to be. It communicates to yourself, let alone also to the other person, um, which is why this is such a powerful tool. And people just like don't really consider it that much. And my philosophy and method is all like, let's focus this on your idea identity because then you feel like the best version of you not like you're dressing up in a costume not like you're dressing up to play the quote-unquote part you're playing you're wearing clothes for the appropriate attire but you're still looking like you and that is golden that is what's going to set you apart from everybody else if you're interviewing for a new position um if you are potentially maybe going to get promoted. Um, you just never know what that impression leaves on people and what doors that can open up. Now you got to be able to do your job, right? Like you got to be able to do anything. <laughs> just like the only thing, but it's such a piece that people just don't consider on how valuable. And it's like wide open. Like people just are missing. It's like easy, easy opportunity to go do that. Well, look, okay, look, we started off with the easy stuff. Okay. Now we're going to get into the hard stuff. Now we're going to, now we're going to create some camps. Okay. People with you and people with uh, against you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so here's the question. Is this all stupid? I say it to say we've been in the pandemic for so many years now, two years now. Um, many people are saying, why do I need to dress up? I did my job the way I could have done it in sweatpants. I, I'm wearing more casual nowadays. People are more casual. Is there it may be that generational gap, right? Like, do would you advise someone who is let's say younger in their career or or not? They just, they just want to they just don't understand why you should be doing this. Does it make sense? Should we be looking 
to dress up and play those parts and look like that? Or should we all just say, you know what, let's blow up the system. We are we don't need to be dressing up at work because it didn't help us. You know, what, what should we be doing here? Asking me directly as a fashion stylist, should we blow up the system of not getting dressed for work? I'm definitely going to say <laughs> no to that, right? Because of the, what we just discussed on how it communicates to you, um, not to yourself and to others. Also, what's happened since the pandemic is so many people have called me, like my business grew it's significantly going into 2021 because they're like, I can't do this anymore. I can't sit in sweatpants. I'm tired of doing this. I miss getting dressed. Um, and so there's an, a, a, an instinctive act that comes from it where people enjoy um, being able to do this. But do I think we should blow up the system? No, not at all. I think that would actually hurt people's performance at work. I think it would hurt. Um, I, I, I don't think there would help. There's not a way to help career advancements because this is such a piece of the puzzle. You know, you know, what's funny is as you're saying that it reminds me of, oh my God, what's the guy's name? Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins, Tony Robbins. Uh-huh. Yes. Tony Robbins, the guy who like, you know, really, you know, motivational speaker, you know, big voice, big hands. Everyone knows that. Um, you know, he talks about many people talk about this, like the importance of the Superman um, pose. Right. You do the Superman pose. We um, psychologically tend to feel more confident and more powerful. Um, it's just like a power stance. Um, the same thing as sitting in your chair and leaning back and putting your feet on the table. You just tend to have a more more confidence comes out of that. So, again, I, I just I really recognize want to underscore what you were saying earlier, Katie, with you know wearing certain attire will give you that confidence to walk into a room and and not feel maybe like an imposter or whatever it may be, um, just simply by your attire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It changes your physiology, right? Like that's it. it this goes into the science of style. How enclosed cognition um, can actually affect the way that you think. Um, work. We've kind of danced around a few different areas. Um, I may be talking about it from a creative level about your identity um, to back it up with like some scientific data is clothes actually do affect how you think and how you perform. There was um, studies done from Northwest University showing that um, a group of people that they did like a, um, I, I haven't actually, I'm, I'm blanking on how it all went down, but like they, in this whole study, they show that people who wore particular like white doctor lab coats versus the group that didn't scored higher and better um, because that they thought that these particular pieces that they were wearing made them feel more intelligent and smart. So they performed better. And, you know, an athlete doesn't feel like the athlete until they are, have the full gear on a Marine or one of our soldiers mm-hmm. or the military. They don't feel ready to go into battle until until they have on their uniform. That's why I would totally not promote like, let's just kill the system because you have to have something that snaps you on mentally to get ready to go perform in work. And people understand that's in the entertainment business because they understand I got to get up and I got to go perform in that character. So I need to wear this particular um wardrobe that the the wardrobe stylist has provided or a celebrity but there's a disconnect like when it comes into just maybe every day or the office where it's like i don't need to do it it can trans it like it does transcend your mind to ready to perform for what you're getting ready to do 
Katie, you you are a boss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're a boss. Um, I, you. I, you know, I was at lunch with a uh, with a senior leader yesterday. We we're having this well, it was brunch, actually, or breakfast, lunch, whatever. Uh, we, we were eating, and um, we were, were talking about how he was wondering what he should wear to meet with me. Uh-huh. He's like, hey, should I, should I wear a suit? Should I wear this? And then he was like, you know what? I think I know Alex. I think I can show up in a, a polo shirt and some nice shorts. And then me on my side, I was like, okay, I don't want to overdress. I don't want to underdress. So I ended up wearing some shorts with a um, with a button up. And we actually talked about this. But then he's like, yeah, Alex, but I'm meeting with this ridiculously successful executive tomorrow for a possible um, partnering opportunity. I have no idea what to wear. I, I don't want to like come like dressed to the tee to the tee and, and that's over. Or, or I, I definitely don't want to come in some, some a polo and some shorts. I, the question is, how do you determine what's appropriate for what interactions? Well, it is based on each situation, um, specifically using that as an example, him going into that meeting, go in dress to impress. There's nothing wrong with that to dress with impress. And that unfortunately has been, it's kind of gone in our culture and our society because people always think it's going to offend somebody if you show up dressed to impress because our culture and our society is so casual. And that doesn't mean he has to be in a three-piece business suit with a tie and cufflinks. And But there's a difference, as we've been stating the whole time, when someone took care of themselves, got themselves really dressed and looks just spectacular, it sends out a different message than just someone who doesn't look like they barely kind of rolled out of bed. And yes, they might be groomed, but it's like, did you, is this important for you? Is this an important, um, um, you know, that shows when you take pride in yourself to show up. So that particular situation, I would tell him dress to impress with you guys in your luncheon to use that as an example. And I've worked with you. So this is why I'm going to say this, Alex. <laughs> I, you, I've, I've, we've worked together. I've shown you like a whole new world that you didn't know existed. And you have now an opportunity to lead by example. And since we are talking about leadership here, you know, that's where you get to, of course, you want to be appropriate that again, it doesn't have to be a three piece suit, but you have some tools and specifically outfits on how to dress, to impress, to leave a lasting impression with your brand and meeting with you because it creates a different experience for them. Yeah. You know, it, it, the reason why people love to go spend in high luxury um, fashion brands is because they get an experience when they walk in. And when you get dressed, you are walking differently. You are talking differently. You're able to create a different experience with yourself and within the workplace and your performance, as I like just to say. So for you specifically, Alex, I would say, you know, use those opportunities to represent your brand of just leaving that extra little spark, you know, and but it still helps create a opportunity to communicate with them that can help them on their what they're seeking to do in their business. 
that everyone that 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 was Katie slapping my hand. Okay, that was, you can <laughs> even hear it. I'm slapping. She slapped my hand. I, I got it. it. I got it. Next time. Next time. Um, Does that you, make you know, sense? No, I think it 100 percent 100 percent makes sense. I think it 100 percent makes sense. And um, I, I, there's another question following up, but I wanted to say like. I really do appreciate when we went through our process together, um, I told you, like, I like to stand out. I don't like to go in the vein of what everyone else is doing. And like, this is something that's really important to me. Everyone who's listened to this podcast knows I'm always teaching about finding ways to stand out for the rest of the crowd, because that's how you get the opportunities. And I, right. I loved that when we went through our process, you found little ways via via my attire to to make me stand out um, from the crowd. I, I appreciate it. Um, I'd like to now ask you a different question. Um, okay. We've talked about we've talked about um, style at, at, on, on a as a whole for quote unquote everyone. I'd love to hear what has been your experience with styling for um, people from different demographics, so male versus female, um, uh, African American versus whatever are there differences that you consider when you're working with clients to help them build their brand i I get it because i've worked with a huge range of demographic of 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 clients so the reality is is that um our society is now turning the corner on certain things but in the past um you know black women if you were wearing um maybe uh, uh uh locks or or braids that seemed not high class, quote unquote, or women in general, if you wore pantsuits, um, maybe you're seen a particular way. Um, so we maybe you would have stayed away from pantsuit because maybe you're more, quote unquote, masculine or aggressive. Again, our society has turned a corner on some of these these uh, assumptions that are that, that come from clothing. But is there a difference um, that you have to pay attention to when, um, when you're looking at maybe uh, someone who from the African-American community versus someone not? Are there, are there small differences? Uh, it, you know what? It's There's small differences with everybody. Everybody has a challenge and a setback in this um, in this area. They don't have a lot of education in it. They don't understand it. They have resistance towards it because they don't want to be judged off of how they look because that's superficial. And someone may give me a specific... Um, because of the color of her skin, because they are a female. And I have to sit there and, and, and listen to that and absorb that to understand emotionally where they're at in this process. So then I can guide them creatively in this process to respect where they're at emotionally and what they have gone through. And then to understand, I, I get that. And here's what I suggest on how to do to get over that hurdle. And then let's, because the, the end result is we want you to look like a million bucks. We want you to look like the best that you can. So I have to, there's, there's, it's like kind of being a therapist in a way with some people that you have to do that. And that's what I love about my job. And that's what I love of that I get to do is you have to meet somebody where they're at. At least this is just how I am as a stylist. I don't talk above people and being like, well, you need to know about these trends or this or forget that. It's like what if you create a holistic system with them, they can relax, then they can trust you. And then the results end up that much better. 
Thank you, Katie. And look, so look, we've been talking a lot about you as a stylist. Um, I would like to change that because you're not just a stylist. Um, You're CEO, right? Uh, You are a leader within your organizations. I'd love to talk a little more about that if that's okay today. Sure, sure. And thank you for saying that's very sweet. (laughs) Well, it's also true. Um, You, the first thing that pops in my mind is. I was very impressed um, with the process of how we work together. You have this really cool online app um, that helps us, you know, go through this process from a distance. We're not in the same state. Um, my question is, is how did you think about creating an app and what was the, I mean, you don't seem like to be a tech genius or something like that. Like, how did you go about creating this technology to further your business? Well, I can't take credit for that. I, I outsource that um, from somebody, but it's just helped. Uh, it's helped me be able to work with people remotely because 90% of my business is online. And um, I have been working with clients virtually styling them and giving them fashion consulting for the past four years. And when I found that particular, um, to be able to outsource the app, it was done at a user-friendly way, which was very, very simple. And it was, it, it gave me a tool to help really do my job better, even with us being a thousand miles apart. So, um, I, I, I didn't come up with the app as the tech person, but it's definitely something that's really helps, um, keep things in just a system. Like everything's about a great system and having your wardrobe needs to be developed in multiple systems. So that way it's working for you and not against you. Well, look, I'm I'm going to push back and say you do deserve the credit because, yes, you know, as a leader, we you are always going to farm out certain tasks to people to create and do. But as a leader, it still is your idea to make this happen for your organization. Um, and what I'm what I, I guess what I'm getting at is I think a lot of people are are hesitant to try certain things because they don't believe they have the skills in it themselves to do it. Um, but you were willing to say, Hey, look, my, my business, um, it needs to be done done online. So I'm going to trust someone. I'm going to form out this responsibility, this task to someone. Um, and I just think that that's something that all leaders have to be comfortable in doing is understanding they're not going to be the ones who does do everything. Well, thank you for that, um, for pushing back on that. I appreciate that, Alex. Um, and it does it does require a great big deal of trust because we're not together in person. And that's why I spend the time. And that's also the, the way that I work is to develop that trust because um, it's one thing if I were standing there in the room with you and just saying, here, try these things on. And then all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, she really knows what she's doing. <laughs> but to get someone to see it from online to the bigger picture, to ordering it, to trying on, um, that's something that has to become collaborative at that point. And so that's why I listen to any of those, um, what we were just discussing a moment ago, those setbacks that they have, that they're feeling. Because if you listen to somebody and really make them feel heard and then supported, then that's, I think, in any, uh, will really change the outcome. And that would definitely be something in 
in the workplace too. It's like really people don't feel heard. And if they feel heard and they feel listened, they feel appreciated and then they want to do better. You know, they want to, or they want to, uh, give it their best shot even, even more than, um, just feeling dismissed. I was hoping that you'd pause for a second so I could say, hit me with your best shot. (laughs) If you're a manager in the federal government, do you have feds protection professional liability insurance? Because if you don't, you need to get it. Having a feds policy means that you will be protected against any professional capacity lawsuit, administrative action, or criminal investigation arising from actions taken in the scope of your employment. This insurance is a must-have for federal managers and starts at just $209 a year. Plus, your agency will reimburse you for half of this cost. To learn more, visit www.fedsprotection.com or call 866-955-3337 today. <laughs> I was I was so tempted. I'm like, please, please let me say this. You got, got it in. <laughs> What's it called? Um, you know, the other thing I I was so very impressed with is the amount of experience that you have working with the industry as a whole, but also with specific celebrities and working on, you know, big shows. Everyone heard me mentioning, you know, uh, today's show, the, uh, um, BET awards. Like, these are, these are massive, massive uh, accomplishments. And so my question is, is how, um, how did you develop the relationships required to get you in these spaces. Um, I love to talk about how just important relationship building is mm-hmm. for any to be successful in any industry. So I'd love to just kind of hear just initially, how did you go about building those relationships? Um, that's a great question, Alex. That's like taking me, um, I'm thinking back on that era of my life. And I was always clear on what level I wanted to work at, right? So you've got to, I think, be clear on what direction of a relationship you want to start that I wanted to work at. And I knew I wanted to um, be a celebrity stylist doing red carpet events. And um, then from there, always doing that job as if it was my last job, because it could be your last job, but if it's not, then someone's going to refer you. And that's what people care about the most is that they can work with someone that they trust and is, is a great referral. Um, so I, and probably also as I'm thinking about it, Alex, I've, the way that I operated with you is the exact same way that I operated with them. It's, I, I drowned out all the noise because there's so much pressure that comes um, and specifically with like executives too. But in the entertainment business, there's a lot of pressure that comes on so many different levels. And so I would be you're in an intimate room with somebody getting them ready for a huge moment where they're going to be photographed. Um, And that doesn't make it necessarily easy for some of them. They 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 it still is is some people like it. Some people don't. But just to still make them feel heard and supported and making them feel the best version of them. So that way they could go out there and do that job, whether they loved being photographed or not, um, is, 
is definitely the same ingredient or element that I did with you that I did with them. And um, I I believe that has a big piece of it, too. You know, um, it's funny. I, 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 I. Everyone I speak to in this regard about relationship building um, makes me feel more and more confident in the um, in the model that I've created that 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 four C relationship building model. The the first thing you start off with saying was saying you wanted to uh, you had to be clear on what level you wanted to work at. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the first thing I talk about in in relationship building is, you know, is mindset change, understanding that it is not bad. It does not make you bad or or self-centered or narcissistic to say, hey, I want to be successful in this particular area. Right. And did, did you ever have any any um, any ch- internal strife or internal um, uh, <laughs> conflict on sabotage? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, Alex. Oh yeah. I mean, I have had so much of that most of my career, but somehow, even though I have that internal dialogue, I still line up with a superstar, um, a superstar in the making like you, um, a superstar that has already been a, a high level Hollywood executive. Um, I get, just as nervous and being like so many times and being like, I don't deserve to be here. But when a door opens, like you're never giving a door open that you're not ready for. And, um, I mean, I did the Academy Awards after only doing one red carpet event, which was the Golden Globes. And I had never done a red carpet event before that. And that was my very first major event. And, and I had a lot of, I had to really check myself because I was like, it's all going to work out because <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> everything. And, um, it became a huge, a huge launching pad for me that just sparked uh, a year and a half of just straight doing red carpet events. So, um, the whole time I was doing that. Yeah, I definitely was in it, but you have to take time out to deal with that negative self-talk because that will keep holding you back later. And if you don't get rid of it, you will always stay that person then and not progress to this next Mm. level. And, um, yeah, yeah. It's, you're hitting a, you're hitting a button here for sure. In a good way. Hey, no, look, that, that, that's powerful. Um, if you don't mind, I'd love to share. I was recently selected for, um, to become an Aspen Institute fellow. So I spent the last weekend. Well, we'll say last because whenever this is posted, it won't be necessarily that last weekend. But I just got to spend the weekend, four days in Aspen, Colorado, um, with some of the most forward thinking leaders in this country and actually external uh, to this country as well. There's people from Turkey, people from Spain and CEOs and, and artists. Like It was just a fantastic time to just learn and grow with these very uh, knowledgeable individuals. Um, and this is me being a little personal right now, but it was it was a bit hard for me um, because they refer to me as a successful leader. And I'm like, look at these people who are ambassadors, CEOs, of big and I'm like, well, I'm not 
I'm not there yet. And I started like, do I belong here? And, and I, I wasn't sure, but Katie, what you said is so true. You gotta keep moving. Um, I I was telling no matter, even again, I want to make this point really clear. Katie, myself, Elon Musk, whatever leader you think of who is who is super successful, very likely they have some internal voice some point saying, can you do this? Um, But I think what differentiates them between those people who who have the the potential to be successful and do great things and people who actually do it is even if they have that 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 voice in their head, they continue moving forward. Mm-hmm. They continue moving forward. I, so I, I really appreciate everything you just share, Katie. Yeah, no, thank you for asking that. It, it, it's um, I've not I, one of my goals this year within my social media content is to be more transparent with that because I've not. I've not shared with how much I dealt with holding myself back, even though like I was still getting booked. Right. But mentally I was, it's like, if I didn't have that mentally, who knows what else would have happened. And, but that's what I always remember um, because we all have it, you know, we all have it. We're all people. And um, that's a big piece of what that I do is that someone's still viewing themselves as they're not, they're not deserving of this or they don't need this. So they're viewing themselves as someone a little bit like not where they're headed. Cause if they're really thinking about where they're headed, then that whole, that whole conversation wouldn't even be happening, but that's where regardless if it's um, whatever the situation is with that person, I'm always trying to find that to have that common bond. So then that way it's like, let's rock and roll, you know? You, you know, again, I'm going to put this, this last thing in there just for everyone. So um, again, most of you know, I also work with organizations to create um, mentoring programs to help individuals um, move up those leadership ranks, as well as ensuring that you have diversity within your leadership ranks. And I was working with a, a couple, uh, a pair the other day, uh, a mentee and a mentor. And it was funny because the mentee was going through a very, very rough time. And I, I could sense it. And so they, they were sharing everything with that mentor. Um, and I kind of took the mentor off to the side. We had a break and I was like, hey, you know, maybe you should share your story because I had known that mentor had gone through some stuff. And so that mentor said, oh, well, you know, came back and was like, hey, you know, I, I hear you. I, I, I see you. And, you know, this is what I went through when I was in this situation. And it was crazy because the mentee immediately, like, like not stood up but like they were like they literally said i didn't realize you've gone through this kind of challenge i thought it was just me i i look at you you look like everything is just going so well and i thought i must be doing something wrong and so i think it's so important katie as you talked about is like with mentors and leaders you know having the space and being intentional with sharing that Hey, my life isn't, wasn't perfect. I'm still human. I'm growing. I'm trying to get better myself. Um, but we, I think we, we, it's almost that, um, that Instagram, the Instagram, Facebook, social media kind of where everything's perfect. It is not perfect. (laughs) That's why you taught, you're speaking so much about communication and, um, you know, how to communicate better. And, and that's why, this is a communication tool to yourself, to others. And that's why, that's how it can really um, do that. Cause when you can get to know yourself and really 
understand that on all levels, then you can do exactly what you encourage that mentor to do, which was really beautiful, Alex. And um, great job, because again, the mentee got hurt. You know, people mm-hmm. need to feel hurt. And yeah. then when they get hurt, they feel hurt. Then all of a sudden the results or the situation or the environment's going to change. And um, yeah, we're not all perfect. Instagram does like to make it seem <laughs> like everybody's just got it together. And, um, you know, someone's story is the most compelling thing that we is one of the most valuable assets is our own stories. Yeah, it is such an asset and not our story like from all the accolades and praises. Our story also has to be about the hard times and the dark times, knowing your story, knowing how that can all actually kind of be bottled up in your branding from your image to everything that you do and your copy and your business and your operation that has intention behind it. That sends a message out there. And then there's something that attracts people to that. And so, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job for telling that. I'm sure that mentee, like, it, he probably really appreciated it. Hey, Katie, look, preach, preacher. Um, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Uh, I wonder if I can get um, soup by McDonald's for the I'm, I'm loving it. Well, we'll deal with that later. (laughs) Hey, look, Katie, I know you need to go roll, uh, jump off because you got to go, you know, style for Usher or or King (laughs) or somewhere, someone like that. Um, But I want to open this space for you. Is there anything that you like to share with our audience as we begin to close up? Yes. Last to share. You are worth this to bring your best self. So uh, that's one note that I hear after working with someone for a long time is that they're like, I didn't feel worthy to go do this for myself. And you are worthy to go do it. It, it may take you, um, kind of feeling like you got to make a jump and a leap of faith, but you are worth it. And it will definitely transform you far more than you ever realized. And so if you are interested in understanding specifically how it is that I work with this identity piece and what I did with Alex, you are more than welcome to um, reach me at katiewatford.com. You can email me, direct me, and let me know that you heard um, you're an a listener of Alex's and my email is Katie at Katie Watford. My social media is as connected there from my website. So, and just, and then share with me, um, everything that you like, just email me and we'll, we'll chat for sure. You know, and I, I'm being 100% serious when I say this. Um, I feel like literally everyone who listens to this show needs to do it. Um, wow. if, if, if not for your professional, it, for your personal, because again, it was a huge eye opener for me on, you know, how I, how I carry myself. I, I knew my brand from a, from a speaking standpoint, from my books and how I, how I speak and tell stories. Um, I know my brand, but I was pretty clueless in regards to, you know, my style and my, and my attire and, and, Katie, you really did open um, a huge door for me and show, 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 shine a, a huge light. And, and not only for me, but for my wife as well, because now she's like, Alex, you'll look good in this. And I'm like, I'm, I'm super anxious. But I'm like, yeah, what, what, what will Katie say? Okay, what would Katie say? It's like, WWKS. 
What will Katie say? What would Katie say? Hashtag that. It was so great. She said, Katie, you opened up my eyes just so much. Um, just for the audience know, because uh, Sue, his wife, was going to purchase all of his clothes. And um, so she was like, you opened my eyes so much to just seeing things in a different perspective. And um, yeah, it's, it, it is a professional tool that we're creating, but it's, it's more of a personal transformation for yourself. Everyone, you know where I'm going. You know <laughs> what I'm about to say. If you found anything of value in this conversation, don't keep it to yourself. Don't look back reach back, bring other people to the table, say, hey, look, you need to hear this conversation. You got to see this on YouTube. You got to listen to this on the podcast. Don't be that guy or that gal to keep information to yourself just because you may feel more powerful. Now, you are more powerful with this information, but let's share the power with everyone else. Um, <laughs> I just, again, want to thank you so much, Katie, for being here today. Thank you, the listener, the audience. I appreciate everything you do. Um, and look, I'm looking forward to talking to you next time. As always, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Executive Appeal with Alex Trumbull. I invite you to follow The Executive Appeal wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me, your host, Alex Trumbull, across all socials or via email for exclusive webinars, courses, and his speaking engagements on continued topics of executive leadership. So until next time, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving.